Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to Punching Up, your bi-weekly Nintendo podcast from Last Stand Media. I am your host, Dustin, here with me. I have a full crew, but not the full crew. But I guess we'll just start out with our guest for the week, and that's Brad Ellis filling in for Dagan. What's up, dude? Yo, man. What's up, dude? Happy to be here. First time. I had a thought uh, earlier today because there was many months ago before I was on Frame Trap, that you were scheduled to come on Punching Up. Yeah. And that morning, we actually talked to you briefly, and you were really sick, and you're like, I can't do this. And I realized, I don't know, I mean, a lot of people have a lot of different thoughts about, like, divine intervention, whether destinies are meant to happen a certain way. I feel like maybe you getting sick on that, that day to not record Punching Up. I mean, maybe... Maybe if you had done that episode, things would have turned out differently. Yeah, I think stuff would have turned out differently, Dustin. Yeah. Might have got a little blowback, but nowhere as near as we got to with Frame Trap, but yeah. I'm glad it happened. <laughs> wait, wait yeah. so was Frame Trap the, the, the makeup for not showing up on Punch Up? Like, oh, no, I didn't show up on Punch Up, just show up on Frame Trap. Or I just always wanted Dustin on Frame Trap, anyways, because oh, me okay. and Dustin have been talking for years already before then. Dude, it was, was, was going to be inevitable then, man. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, it was inevitable, yeah. essentially. It was fate. I think that was like uh what is it on Final Fantasy Seven the 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 ghost guys that come in yeah, to the change whispers, oh, yeah. the whispers? whispers I almost said the arbor- yeah, the like, arbiters of fate it, <laughs> yeah yeah the arbiters of fate intervened that day yeah. went in your tummy and fucked you up yeah so, you know so that's good yeah Thanks. that was so crazy in remake when they just like knocked Jesse down dude <laughs> like, yeah yeah dude, no, break wild. her bones like Jesus guys what the what the hell kind of ghosts of fate is this you guys are getting physical. All right, so Brad, thanks for being here. We're excited to have you sub in for Dagan. Dagan is on vacation in Florida, I believe. So he's out hanging out 
on the beach having a better time than us. Certainly, I would I would assume maybe not. Uh, but returning after a brief period of absence, we have the one and only Gene Park. What's up, dude? I apologize for for not showing up last time uh, to everyone. Uh, I have no excuse. I just literally just slept through <laughs> through it. I, I have no excuse. I, I wasn't like, oh, I forgot or I was busy working. Um, I've been I have been up late playing video games. That was that that was what happened to me. And then and then uh, that never happens. Um, and and I'll explain sooner or later why 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 that was the case. Um, <laughs> what could yeah. it be? Wow. Good to be back. Uh, if I if if I'm a little quiet or if I sound a little weird this episode, it's because I'm sick. Um, I thought I had COVID, um, and I just took a te- I literally just took a test like ten minutes before hopping onto this episode, and it says I'm negative. So I don't know. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling okay. You know, um, did feel like shit over the weekend because I came back from Dice, the Ooh. Dice Summit. Uh, for mm. those who don't know, and the Dice Summit is the. Uh, Sort of a not really a convention, but sort of a gathering of uh, of executives and developers uh, in Las Vegas, uh, put together by the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences, and they've been doing the Dice Summit for for thirty years. And this is where like a bunch of like people get together and kind of talk about what's going on in the industry, and, and also give out awards. Um, so uh, so I actually decided to do a little bit tra- of traveling and and hang out for a bit and saw a bunch of people, and I can talk about that if if you all want to hear. But yeah. Dude, Vegas, I've only been there one time really? was shortly after I got married. So I feel like I didn't get to have a good Vegas experience because mm. I was very poor. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> the, the, like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we saw like the the Beatles Cirque du Soleil show. And that was oh, cool. I always wanted to see that, man. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I remember I was there. And Holly was there. We were there because she had a college, like she was presenting a paper because she was in college still. Mm. And uh, I remember hanging out with her, her professor's husband, which we know because we go to church with them. And it was like 11 o'clock at night and we were just chain smoking lucky strikes and drinking, playing penny slots. Like this is the life right here. This is what I want. This mm-hmm. is what I would do every day if I could and not die. Uh, but <laughs> alas, smoking not so hot uh for you but yeah yeah so it, it was real rough to you know i'm a former smoker i smoked for i don't know 23 years or whatever quit five six years seven years ago but it was tough i actually ran into marty o'donnell uh the mm. composer of halo and destiny outside the casino and i, I was chatting to him, him him up for it but he, he was chain smoking like a motherfucker like like as we were talking <laughs> and i was like dude this like 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 it's awesome that i'm speaking to like a legend and like someone who was like so formative of like my my my, my youth but like, I need to stop talking right now because like, you're you're like actually about to kill me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, last but certainly not least, ladies last, as we've discussed in the past, at least in this case, Mama Micah, welcome to Punching Up once again. How are you? Uh, very well, thanks. I'll say, Dustin, your one trip to Vegas certainly beats my only trip to Vegas, which mm. is when I was 12 and it was a family vacation. Wow. And oh. so we toured a bunch of hotels, which was cool. Like we got to go through some of like the most luxurious hotels on the strip and like see the ones that had like, wow, this one has like a mall inside of it. This one has moving floors, like cool stuff like that. But being 12 years old in Vegas, there's not much you can do besides just look at it. 
So uh, Colin and I are actually hoping to go to Vegas uh, in the next few months as a, like a, just a short honeymoon, you know, just go for a couple days. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to it because I haven't been since I was a kid. And now it'll be like, actually get to have fun in Vegas experience, you know, a bit of what the nightlife has to offer, so on and so forth. I'm looking forward mm. to it. Yeah, I uh, I, I want to go back someday. And it's sad we... I, some of the audience will remember we were discussing figuring out how to do a live event in Vegas at one point. And okay. it, our, it's tough because our parameters are we need a place that's like not too big, not too small, good location and the right price range that makes sense for us. And Vegas was just mm-hmm. not in the cards when we started. No pun intended. Uh, price, when we were starting. Wise, I bet. Yeah, it was mostly price range was yeah. the the biggest yeah. issue. Dude, it's so expensive, dude. Uh, so, so I really wanted to buy a, 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 some cologne, right? Cause for, for mm. like the make one night. Cause I want, I want to smell good. you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a gentleman who loves a good bottle of cologne. And then, so I went to uh, the store in Vegas and uh, I thought the cologne said $54. I was like, dude, yeah, no problem. It, 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 easy. Just ring it up. And I checked my credit card later and it says $540, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Oh my god yeah Brother. i went immediately back and i was like I, I misread that i can't afford half a grand of cologne i'm sorry yeah can you get a refund and then so they were act they were like we don't really do refunds but we just saw you like five minutes ago so we'll figure it out wow and then, and then someone taps me on the shoulder and i turn around and it's motherfucker rod ferguson from blizzard entertainment uh, right behind <laughs> me and he's like hey gene what's up it's like, yo, yeah, what's up, man? I'm just returning this $540 bottle of cologne that I accidentally bought. How's it going? What cologne was it? I don't know, man. It was something called Maceo or whatever. I, I don't care. I, I just wanted to, I just wanted some kind of scent or whatever. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I'm usually better prepared. Um, you know, what I, store I did you go into? Did you go in like well, my Dior? usual? It used to be a Victoria, Victoria's Secret. Um, oh, okay. um, you know, whatever for him. Uh, um, 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 sense they have it used to be called very sexy but I, uh, but I, I think it's been discontinued which sucks oh okay so damn gene i wanted yeah. to ask you about a tweet that you posted on february 16th that said incredible to witness koji kondo the composer of mario and zelda music leave a las vegas nightclub yeah damn uh, what kind sick. of nightclub are we talking about here so dice after the dice awards there is an actual uh after party and it was at the jewel nightclub at aria resort and casino and uh, for some reason, Koji Kano was like, yeah, I guess I'll check it out. Um, Dude, sick. Yeah, so he went in there and he left like 10 minutes later because it was like, it was like, wait, <laughs> I was gonna say, I, which is crazy because I did not even go in. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't even, I don't even need this right now because I was already like starting to feel sick already. So mm-hmm. I think, um, and then, and then that was the moment when I was talking to Marty O'Donnell smoking a cigarette because Marty was actually hoping to see Koji Kano too, but he totally, he totally mm-hmm. didn't see me there. So damn, dang it. Because Marty was telling me, I, I think uh, this is not a, a, an interesting, this is not a, a crazy story, but Marty was telling me that he wanted a selfie with Koji Kondo because he took a selfie with Koji Kondo like years ago. And he actually posted it on his Twitter. Um, and But Marty was telling me there was a moment when him, Nobuo Omatsu and Koji Kondo were all in the same room. And it's like, dude, we all should have taken a picture together, together, but we didn't. Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, dude, that would have been a crazy picture with all three of you in one photo. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, dude, couple of, or a bunch of legends, just together. absolute legends of the gaming industry. Yeah, like just, just you know, objectively, you know. Guys, it's time to start getting into the show. Before I do that, I gotta, I gotta crack open a cold one here. As I, uh, 
As we talked about in the past, I got some limited edition Pikmin for Capri Sun ready to go. I saw this at the store last night. I'm like, man, we talked about that on the show. And uh, I feel like these are pretty nice, you know, and it's been I think I told you guys what it's been. At least 15 years since I've had a Capri Sun, maybe more. Yeah. Wow. Well, Well, see here. Drink it right now. Will it taste like Pikmin? I saw that they're only 30 calories now, and it definitely yeah. tastes like it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they're like, why are all these kids losing their fucking mind after lunch? It's like, oh, maybe because of all the sugar in the uh, Capri Sun. But yeah, I thought that was kind of nice. So I'm ready to go for a Nintendo podcast. But before we do that, let me talk about Last Stand uh, and our Patreon, patreon.com slash Last Stand Media. That's where we live as a community, and that's how we eat and sleep and all those other good things is through our patreon so if you enjoy the show want to support us head over there and get early access five dollars a month along with sacred symbols defining duke constellation and our newest show summon sign that brad is the host Yay. of so you get a little you know a little taste of brad this episode and you're like mm, that's good <laughs> i got someone <summoned. laughs> it's so much worse when i said it out loud <laughs> Save it for the live show, dude. I can't, though. I can't. Um, Mm, That's good. mm, mm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what lots of people are doing now. I mean, they heard someone sign once and they say, damn, this is the best. This is the best SS on Last Stand. Uh, Yeah, it's becoming a a very perverted show now. I realized I looked at the You've joined a perverted company. I I know. I'm not used to it, but it's getting real filthy. I don't even want to say what they're saying now. Did you see the comment I left on Summon Sign uh, yesterday? No. Someone said someone said something vile, and so I just responded and said Summonussy on it <laughs> with the company account. <laughs> but I made sure to not like. Usually, if I comment something with a company account, I'll sign it so someone knows who it comes from. Yeah, no signature, so a little a little mystique oh, there. Man. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, guys, let's talk about Nintendo. <laughs> the main topic of this show is the Nintendo Partner Direct. We are coming a little late this week because we wanted to make sure we got the Direct in to talk about it. Overall, nothing too crazy, but also nothing crazy was expected. So uh, this is kind of just, you know, a bunch of updates on, of course, partners of the Nintendo Switch. So third party stuff. We'll be talking about the other major news that I'm sure many of you already know about uh, after this. But before we do that, let's talk about this partner direct. And 
I think the best way to do this is I made a list of all the stuff that I thought was interesting. And then we can either just mention it and no one has anything to say. That's fine. Or we can talk about it a bit. I may throw this around and mix it up a bit. First, let's talk about the big one as a follow up to previous episodes. And that is Grounded and Mm. Pentiment are coming to Nintendo Switch. Grounded focused, you know, right at the beginning of the show. And Pentiment is stuck at the end in a sizzle reel, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. So, Gene, we haven't had you on the show in in over the course. Well, maybe at the very beginning of some of the the rumors, but Mm -hmm. not as things were really heating up. Now we have yeah, we're just right back to the same information, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think about Grounded and and Pentiment finally heading over to Nintendo Switch after all the the speculation and rumors? It was interesting to see both games fit so naturally into the Nintendo Direct vibe, you know, and the Nintendo Direct offerings uh, or the N- Nintendo offerings. When you see those kids running around and Grounded, and when you see you know how simple uh, Pentiment looks, you're just like, oh yeah, this is totally. Makes it makes absolute sense uh, for the Switch. Um, my biggest disappointment is uh, my favorite game of the bunch is Hi-Fi Rush, and it's it wasn't uh, there was no presence. I was uh, I was very very disappointed. So I guess probably taking a little bit more time to to either announce it or I guess make it or something. I have no idea what's going on with there, but yeah, um, it got announced for P. Well, people found out for PS Five. It's like March something the date. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to save that for Switch 2 or whatever it's going to be. Interesting. Yeah, it was like a leaked yeah. trailer that was in Spanish, and then I think it got taken down. Yeah. So it's it's, it's happening, yeah. but I don't know what's going on with the actual announcement of that. Yeah. Well, I'll but, buy it on PlayStation regardless. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, mean, I want to support the game. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But yeah, those are my thoughts about Grounded and Pentiment. I mean, you know what? Uh, well, Grounded, I try, I try it. It's cool. You know, just not my type of game. Pentiment, I never tried and I, I and I should. So, um, you know, for me, you know, I usually, usually play games when they come on the Switch. Like, I didn't play Ori until it came on the Switch. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably, it's going to be the same thing. I'm not going to play Pentiment until it comes on the Switch, but I'm excited mm-hmm. to try it out. Uh, Pentiment's rad. I played yeah. some of it. It's really cool. I mean, yeah, it's all cool. dialogue and choices, which is fun, but that game I'm is kind cool. of in the mood for like an adventure yeah. game. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. you'll, you'll dig it then. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Micah, do either one of these games interest you on? So obviously you have an Xbox, so you don't, you didn't need to gain access to these, but if having them handheld, is that appealing? No, absolutely. So grounded. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "No, not the bug game." Because I just mm. I remember those trailers freaking me out when that game. I, I, mm. No, that's just mm. a no from me, dog. I can't play that. But Pentiment for sure, because it is. Yeah, I have an Xbox. It doesn't get a lot of love these days, because like handheld gaming just is my number one way to play. So no, I'm very excited about Pentiment. This is something that I'm really interested in all the choice making and everything reminds me of my playthrough of the banner saga trilogy last year and just really loving how in depth all those choices were how much they affected you know your camp and your your group as you move through the story so i i'm totally into that uh definitely gonna play that on switch it's just seems like a great place to play it too 
it's just like as you mentioned it's like yeah the vibe of these games just fit in really well with the overall direct and just like yeah here's our nintendo showcase and this feels like games that belong here but like grounded looks fun i'm not knocking it i am just anti-bug to Mm -hmm. the like 100th degree and it like makes my skin crawl just thinking about it. It's not even about like the arachnophobia thing. It's all the bugs. I don't want to see right. any of them. Like it's 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 too much for me. <laughs> yeah, they had that. I think there was the thing where you can turn spiders into just blobs. Mm-hmm. You yeah. need the you need to have the blob mm. mode for everything. Yeah, it's, exactly. that's the point. It's like it's basically just like a weird alien type game. But yeah, no. Now it's just slime rancher. You turn everything into blobs, and now it's just it's a different game altogether. It it definitely looks cool. I'm all about like the concept of it, and I think it would be you know super fun to play with your friends. But mm-hmm. God, it just it makes my skin crawl just watching the trailer. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> so grounded is coming this April to Nintendo Switch, and Pentiment is coming tomorrow at the tomorrow. time of recording. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Yeah. yeah be able to check this out pretty soon while we're on the topic of xbox and micah you and i have talked about this quite a bit as far as this what this question is i'm mainly going to throw this to gene and brad comes from nicholas brillhart who says greetings brick fisters with the current rumored slate of xbox (laughs) titles making their way to nintendo platforms I assume he wrote this before the direct grounded hi-fi rush pentiment sea of thieves. What do you think is most likely to succeed on the platform? Take care and join me in praying for Viva Pinata to make its way to switch Two. So Brad, we have these four games. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation about, is it really just these four games or is that mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, trying to trying to keep people at bay from, from losing their fucking mind. Yeah. Uh, but, what do you think of these four are are the is going to do well on the Switch? What do you think makes sense? And then I'm going to add a bonus on like what what other Xbox games do you think make sense for the Switch? Oh, on Switch. OK, so um, out of those four. Well, we just got confirmation from Microsoft. If you want a breaking update about Whoa, breaking update. Yeah, CDs not going to be on Switch. Oh, uh, Hi-Fi Rush not going to be on Switch, but Ground and wow. Pentiment will be. Oh, yeah, I see that. Sea of Thieves uh, announced for PS5, April 30th. Yeah. Yo, so, no we'll Hi-Fi for Rush for... No. Um, Maybe right. Switch 2, Gene. All well, right, Switch 2, I switch guess, two. yeah. Let's, we can talk about that briefly. Sorry to cut you off mid-question, Brad, that I asked you. But <laughs> there are some speculation. I know Genki on Twitter has been talking about this a lot, that mm-hmm. maybe they wanted to do it on the regular Switch, but they couldn't get it to 60. Yeah. So maybe Switch 2... Uh, since mm-hmm. originally that was supposed to be this year. Again, we're going to talk about that soon. So because they put the shirt in the files. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was at least part of the plan at some point. Yeah. But hard to say. So anyway, uh, sorry, Brad, cut you off there. Um, uh, we're so saying the, not Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Sea yeah, of Thieves. Yeah, so the games question. that are going to be on Switch, I think the one that will probably do the best is grounded just because survival games are really popular mm-hmm. and this one has co-op online co-op you can play with friends so that immediately checks a lot of boxes pentiment is a super rad game and i really love it but it is not a game for everybody and i cannot see everyone being into that game so i definitely think it's going to be grounded that's the most popular because it's very kid friendly too and all that stuff uh in terms of stuff i would like to see on switch 
Um, I don't know, because they announced some of their classic stuff, too, though I'm sure we'll get into later. So I'm happy mm-hmm. about a lot of that. Hi-Fi Rush, of course, made sense, but I guess they really want to stick to the 60 frames or whatever, because that's really important for that game, because it mm-hmm. is an action combat game. So you definitely want that. I, I, I do want Viva Pinata now for Micah. I feel like it needs to happen because she desperately needs it. Uh, of course, Banjo-Kazooie is on Switch, so thank God, now that I think about it. I don't know about... They should dive back into a lot of their older catalogs, too, for Rare, for Nintendo. But in terms of recent Microsoft stuff, I guess, I don't really know what would really work on it. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think. like They put Dooms on there, which is cool. Did Doom Eternal come out on Switch? I can't remember. It did. It yeah, did. it was just yeah. digital oh, only, I think. Yeah. Oh man! Well, it was, a, it was physical with LRG and everything, but you know. Oh, of course. Yeah. Is it even? To, they maybe people pre-ordered it two years ago. Maybe not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yet. People still getting it. I wonder about Starfield if that would just blow up a switch, though. If it would even be possible. Yeah, I'm guessing it would blow it up. You sneaky switch. Can barely. I mean, the Xbox Series X. I don't want to say can barely handle it, but you know, yeah. 30 FPS. Just the longest yeah. loading times. I don't know about a lot of their newer games being able to run on switch at least because they're much more high fidelity nowadays right but they got a back catalog they can totally dive into like yeah, what about gears um, of war obviously would, would be the oh gears thing. of war <laughs> yeah. yeah you can do like the one remaster they did or whatever yeah or, one or two, and two and three they, they're all xbox 360 games they'll run yeah, easy on you the can switch. do one through three yeah totally yeah. i would like that a lot oh, what yeah, if they dude. put like perfect dark zero on there or something yeah i don't know Brad, what about um, Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts? Oh, uh, no, Dustin. <laughs> they should just delete that game from history. Brad's Two favorite game, Nuts and Bolts. Yeah, disrespectful video game. Uh, I don't know. Gene, is there any other thoughts? The only thing I can think of is, I mean, bring our boy Blinks the Time Sweeper back. You know, oh, this is Blinks. Could, that cat's gone, man. Prime Time, Nintendo Switch. I think now could be the time, Gene. What do you no, think? Let's go Brute Force, man. Let's go OG, the Xbox IP, Brute Force. Tactical, <laughs> tactical strategy game. I haven't thought about that game in a while. Yeah, that that could, well, on, on, the, the real talk though, Gears Tactics could be a good game for 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 uh, for the Switch. Oh, you know? It'd be yeah. sick. That yeah. doesn't need to run the 30 FPS at all. Just just bump the textures down. It's it's unreal. So just bump it down all the way to low, and then yeah, uh, that's a that's an easy breezy Switch game to play. You know. Yeah, man, that game would be tough to play on Switch. I feel like I feel like with strategy games, I need like a lot of retail read a lot of space oh, you know yeah, i just think about handheld mode but that's just probably just me yeah but hell yeah i would love to see more xbox games come to switch dude share the wealth lost odyssey that's what they need to put on Do oh, some with that. no of course i mean xbox needs to put lost odyssey like anywhere on everything yeah, yeah on everything on playstation dude yeah i've never played that game Heard it's awesome, i have it i haven't played it yet I played it a long, long time ago, and yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is a really, really well-written game. Yeah, I heard it's amazing. <laughs> Micah, I have one that I think you're interested in. I think we've talked about this, but Unicorn Overload, which is one of the greatest names for a game all time. Uh, there's a demo out right now on mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch, and if you start it, your progression, it's just the beginning of the game, so your save will just transfer over to the main game. Are you excited about this game? Are you playing the demo? Oh, 
Definitely. Colin and I were just talking about this game the other day. It's one that we are both very excited for. I'll definitely play the demo, but as you know, I hardly ever actually transfer the data over. Like whenever there's a demo mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, you can keep your progression. No, 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 we don't want it. Dave the Diver restarted it. Like I don't want to save any of that. I want this to just be a test run. All right. And then I'll start fresh when the game comes out. But yeah, this has me like the demo I'm super stoked about. Partly because as excited as I am for this game, it is just so different from some other things I've played that I'm like, I don't know if I'll really enjoy it. Like, I'm interested in the story. I think it looks cool. But I'm I look at this game and like the gameplay they show and I say, I don't know if I've played anything super similar to this. That makes me say, oh, it's 100 percent a lock. I know I'm going to enjoy it. So this is a perfect time for me to have a demo of something. And just be able to really say like, okay, definitely want to buy it. It was the same with uh, when Octopath Traveler, uh, the first one, was announced. And I kept saying, I think I'll like this, but I don't know. And then as soon as I played the demo, I immediately was like, this is a game I must have. Same with Dave the Diver. You know, demos are usually what sell me on a game. They usually don't backfire. Most of the time when there's a demo for something, I just feel so confident now of like, oh, I know exactly what I'm getting. That I almost always buy the game. I don't know if there's ever been a time that a demo has made me say, no, I hate this. I don't want it. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be downloading that. There's a bunch of stuff now that I want. So uh, Switch is going to be getting even more use uh, this next couple days. Nice. Yeah, I think I want to check out the demo. I feel uh, when I see the trailers, I feel a little intimidated by it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which just because some of the some really more tactical RPGs can kind of scare me off. But, you know, free demo, no risk there to check it exactly. out. Exactly. Because I really enjoy tactical games like uh, the Fire Emblem games. And I really love Triangle Strategy. Um, but this one specifically, it just looked pretty unique in its presentation. And I just kept thinking, I'm not. 100% sold. I'm like 85% sold on it. Uh, I was going to buy it regardless because I wanted to play it. But now having a demo, that, that my mind's at ease. Brad, I don't know if you and I have ever talked about VanillaWare games, but it sounds like just from seeing you not along, you're you're excited to check this one out. Oh, yeah. I mean, one, VanillaWare, I'm immediately going to play it because they're an incredible studio. Two, I love Tactics games like rpgs and stuff so this is right up my alley this is like a dream come true almost for me so yeah i'm gonna play this game awesome gene what do you think i love vanillaware but tactics games like you know i gotta be in the mood for it but it's definitely gonna be a game and check out but i still gotta finish uh um um sentinels though 13 sentinels too so yeah I, i i really need to finish that game so but I need to finish Persona 5 first. So. <laughs> Damn, dude. And now you said you were going to play all of Kingdom Hearts. So you've got... I've got a lot to go. Grocery list forming here. Yeah. i got a lot to go, you know. Uh, this next one we could talk about just real quick, but I want to ask you, Brad, about Monster Hunter Stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the... I mean, I would say now you are the Monster Hunter expert of yeah, I guess. Last Stand. I... I I don't think there's anyone that I would say is more into it than you, but what, the hell? Mm-hmm. what, 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 what am I, Dustin? Dude, I don't, I don't know if you go toe to toe with Brad. I'll try so that, that that's how far back I go. Yeah, I, I played some old ones, but I didn't like them that, that much until yeah. World came out. Then it really clicked with me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll be your little Palico, Gene. How about that? You can there be the hunter, I'll be the Palico. <laughs> or no, no, my, yeah. my little doggy. I, I, yeah, yeah. I forgot what the dogs are called already. <laughs> Palamute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know much about Monster Hunter stories. I know this was a 3DS game, and I believe mm-hmm. there's a sequel. There is. Out yeah. now. There is. Already out for there Switch. Was. Yeah. Switch and PC. There was. Okay. So is this, uh, have you played either one of these, and does this HD version intrigue you at all? Uh, I haven't. I played a little bit of two. It's like a turn-based like RPG set in Monster Hunter universe. So yeah, I, I definitely want to give them a shot now, especially because I'm much more into Monster Hunter than I used to be. And um, yeah, if they're like remaking the first game or re-enhancing or whatever, it's like, yeah, I really want to check this out. Did they give a date? Do you recall? Uh, I forgot to write down dates. Okay, so that's making fine. my show notes, but uh, I can look real quick. This IGN article says... Nothing. Nothing. Okay, so, so ways yeah. off. That's totally fine. <laughs> There's a cataclysmic wave of video games right now, so it's totally fun. That's fine. Oh, this is summer 2024. That's okay. At the very beginning. So yeah. sorry, IGN. That <laughs> totally. was on me. Let it cook. Let it cook. Let yeah. it cook. Gene, is this is this uh these like RPG Monster Hunter style games? I've always felt that I'm not very interested in the world of Monster Hunter at all. Mm. In fact, my first exposure to Monster Hunter was World. And I remember thinking, I don't care about anything going on. Sure. I just want to go fight some big monster mm-hmm. and that's it. So playing RPG in this world, not that appealing to me. It gives you a good connection to the world because um, because you like you like you still like being in the Monster Hunter world and Monster Hunter. I, I, I don't give a shit about the story. You're right. And, and the great <laughs> thing about Monster Hunter games is that like they really, really facilitate you not giving a shit about the story to just keep keep you moving along. But, you know, it is a fun like world to be in. Like I really I've always wanted to visit like the Monster Hunter Cafe in in Tokyo and everything and all the merch and stuff. Um all the monsters are cute. So, um and I also have Collins like Boomer Brain where where I, I tried to finish Monster Hunter stories too, but I couldn't because I was like like the, that 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 mind goblin that Colin and I both share is like no, you got to finish part 1 though. You you haven't mm-hmm. earned it yet, you know. So now I can finally earn it. Uh, I can finally play it. And I, I kind of like the style better. It looks kind of cuter in part two, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a total side note, but I've been kind of curious about that Dragon Quest Monsters game. Oh, yeah. Just because I was uh, I was watching Genki, I mentioned earlier, which I interviewed him on Sacred Symbols Plus. He did a video of the uh, Dragon Quest store. Did I say Monster Hunter earlier? Uh, the Dragon Quest store and it was all because of how hyped they were for this Monsters 2 game mm-hmm. and I don't know I uh, it looked kind of cool but it's like Pokemon isn't it or yeah is it's that... like it's yeah. like a Pokemon Dragon Quest game but yeah, yeah, yeah. N- nobody cares about it here but it was like obvious I mean Dragon Quest yeah, in Japan, Japan so huge, it was yeah. yeah stories is basically a Pokemon Monster Hunter game too so mm-hmm. yeah yeah moving on here Epic Mickey is getting a <laughs> remaster remake called epic mickey rebrushed yeah i'll just i don't know who to throw this to so i'll just throw this in the void does anybody care about epic mickey i care okay brad i was shocked when i saw this i could not believe this was happening (laughs) i was like what i like epic mickey the first one it is jank as hell it's pretty rough but i still enjoy it like what a cool world and a cool premise for a game but it was definitely a little uh not Wii, you know, a little switchy, but for the Wii era, a little dicey. But now they're remaking it. It's probably going to have really nice frame rate, I'm hoping. So I'm very excited to check this out, dude. That's a day one purchase. I've been thinking that I've been wanting to play a platformer, which 
Uh, I think there's a game that has my eye a lot more than Epic Mickey that we'll talk about in a few oh, minutes. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's cool to see this brought back. Totally random, like you said. Yeah. Moving on here, unless anyone had any more thoughts about Epic Mickey. Epic Mickey uh, is from, say, the, cre- from the creator of Deus oh. Ex. <laughs> yeah, Warren Spector. Oh, Warren Spector. Yeah, Warren, Warren Spector. I met yeah. him once at PAX. I did too. Uh, and he was freaked out when we he met. He was him. freaked out. Well, I was with Mike Huber and <laughs> Mike Huber, like, you know, um, you know, you were on the show or you got cut, Dustin, or whatever, you know, for Huber syndrome or whatever, or Huber hype. Oh, yeah, yeah, running yeah. around talking to people. He like yelled at Warren Spector and he was very shaken up by it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I had no idea who Michael Huber was and I just heard a man shouting my name across Warren Spector. Yeah. You know, these three, I, I might be a little intimidated as well. With, with that level of aggression. Yeah. 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 Now we got a little bit of uh, an opposing opinion here from Mama Micah. Don't, I'm not going to let that slide. Micah, you said you hated Epic Mickey. Uh, what, what do you got against? Oh, yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, yeah. Mouse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry now, here's what happened. Brad and I were watching the direct and having opposite reactions. As soon as I saw Epic Mickey, I was like, no, no, not that. I hated it. I couldn't stand that game. And I would all I'd get mad when I saw the case, you know, at the store. I hated it. Whoa. I don't know. Maybe maybe this would be its redemption arc. But as soon as I saw it, I, I watched, you know, the trailer for a few seconds and I was like, I know what this is. I skipped ahead. I was like, I don't need to see any more of that. That's it's too much. What did Epic Mickey do to you? That's oh, a, that is a burning oh, hatred. Just, Dude, the, just, the alert's going off sucked. in DC for Gene. The, the <laughs> it just sucked. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't no, great. No, part of it. No, part of it is. I, first of all, I don't like the style of Mickey. There's something oh, off-putting okay. about him. There's something weird about his face. I don't. I don't know, man. I'm a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse kid. All right, you know, hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. You know, so like it's friendly Mickey, and this one it's like the eyes are too small, the tail too skinny. I don't know. There's something mm. weird about this Mickey Mouse, and then he gets like sucked into the void. And I didn't like that. There's just a lot of things here that made me very uncomfortable. And so as soon as I saw it like on screen, though, I immediately just had this like gut reaction of like I don't like it. <laughs> It just if, and I hadn't thought about that game in so long, but immediately it came back of like no, 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 no. Do you like Kingdom Hearts, Mickey? Oh yeah, he's cute. Okay, exactly. Yeah, see that one's okay. different. That one looks cute and fun. So Crisis of I don't know what they did to him for this, but I I do not like it. Oh, Warren Spector got his grubby hands on Mickey, <laughs> turned him into a freak. <laughs> Dude, I uh, this reminds me. Just the other day, Wario sixty four tweeted that the like Kingdom Hearts Mickey plush was on sale on Amazon. I think it was 80 bucks, oh. but he has the infamous Kingdom Hearts school shooter robe on. <laughs> and I was like, I, ha- I had to think about it. I'm like, do I spend $80 on this Mickey Kingdom Hearts plush? And then I thought, no, I can't. I can't do yeah. that. But it's kind of like me spending $540 on cologne. It's like, man, it's just, you, know, you want it, but you want, dude, dude, you want the much, school man. shooter Mickey, but you can't. Can't I, I really hate that you said that because I'm gonna think of that every time now. I never even thought about that, oh, dude. I, there's I a lot of those robes in those games. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, I. Uh, that was something I said on when I when I made the claim that Kingdom Hearts was the most overrated game of all time. Oh, okay. That was a joke that I had. I ran it by Holly the morning of. I'm like, I think I'm gonna say. <laughs> Mickey, they put Mickey in the school shooter outfit. I don't know if I can say it, but I'm going to. She's like, it's, oh, fun. yeah. it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, it's, it's funny. funny. I used to dress like that too, and everyone used to call me the school shooter. So Jesus, yeah. 
Dude, Gene, is the new coming? What's going on here? Yeah, it's like a lighthouse. <laughs> Sorry, it's just fire alarms. <laughs> Your apartment is on fire, dude. You're yeah. done for. Well, we'll see if 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 the flames get you by the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to turn it off when I can. Oh no, you're good. You're good, dude. I just was, you know, I was concerned what's going on here. Uh so next game here is Shin Megami Tensei 5 Vengeance. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at a Nintendo Life article here for some more information. This is gonna come out June 21st. And one of the big things, even though this debuted in the Nintendo Direct, it will be multi-platform so if you've been waiting like me for this to come to a different system uh this is the chance but this re-release according to nintendo life says it will include a brand new storyline new locations new demons to negotiate and add to your team and brand new choices to make Mm -hmm. micah i know you are a switch rpg fan i don't know if you've played the original uh or not but is this game speaking to you at all yeah, I tried it. So I do own uh, Shimagami Tensei 5 for Switch. I actually have the like Steelbook edition of nice. it because I got it at launch and I didn't like it. I, I think I just wasn't in the mood for it, though, honestly. And part of it, it was my first time ever playing one of those games versus Persona, right? Mm-hmm. And Persona kicks off with like a ton of story and like they get you really into it. And this game was just like, go fight stuff. And I was like, where's the story? And so I just wasn't expecting it because I went in blind. Like I didn't Google much about the game. I wanted to just experience it. But then I was just kind of bored. And so now that I know what it is, I definitely am going to try it again at some point. I only played for maybe five hours, but I was just kind of feeling lost. And like, I don't know what my motivation is. I don't know why I'm doing this. We're just fighting stuff. I'm I'm a little bored uh, versus Persona being very upfront with what the hell you're doing and why. Um, so and being all about like forming bonds with your teammates and everything. Right. So it wasn't right for me at the time. But now that I know what to expect, I'm definitely going to try it again. Um, I already own it, so I'm not going to try the the new version or whatever. Or I'm definitely not really feeling like I want any DLC or anything, but uh, I am going to try it again. I've been thinking about it. You know, ahead of this direct, I've been thinking about giving it another try as, you know, I'm still enjoying Persona 3 Portable and I picked up um, Persona 5 Tactica and I just I just love this world and then all the characters and everything. So I'm like, I got to get back to that and give it another you know fair shot. But no, it didn't like it didn't catch me the right way the first time I tried to play it. I uh, the main reason why I haven't tried this game is for the exact reasons is what I've heard about it is that. It just it's it's, you know, it's in that sort of universe. I mean, it persona comes from SMT, so it makes sense, but it just doesn't have all of the things that make persona persona, which is fine. That's good that they're different, but I really like those elements from persona. And so to have those not be there sounds less appealing to me, but I'm trying to remember, Brad, were you? into this game are you into Um, smt in general yeah i played like 30 hours of this game and it is good but like you guys were saying it i like the elements of persona like the focus on story a lot more and the characters like this game is like mostly about the combat and about the loop like getting the demons and all that stuff that's what it's really about there's some exploration but in my opinion it's just kind of bland i think this is a very good game and i'm really happy they're redoing it or adding new content to it, but I'm not going to revisit it. 
Gene, have you played this at all? I, I remember hearing too that it's is it like super difficult? Like it's a super yes. hardcore RPG? Yeah, it's yeah. really hard. Um, I, I also, like Micah, I also own it because I think Mike and I are just dorks and we just want to like own the RPG <laughs> on the Switch, right? <laughs> so I also own it on physical even. Uh, and I've always, I've, I, I, I'm not familiar with SMT at all. Um, I've never played one. <laughs> so so yeah. I definitely wanted to make five, my one, but I, I, I want to play the original one first though, for, for sure. But nice. again... I have Kingdom Hearts. I have Persona Five. I have, I have this. I have, I have, I have too much to play. I have Elden Ring to play. You know, yeah. that's right, dude. Yeah. This one has been making quite the waves online. Star Wars Battlefront Collection is coming yeah. to not only Switch but other platforms as well. But debuted at the Partner Direct, and this is pretty cool. Both Battlefront One and Two with new multiplayer servers playable. Uh, I know a lot of us have a lot of memories of playing those. This one maybe wasn't as exciting for me just because I have those games on PC and they've been accessible this whole time. But having them on console is pretty special and cool that uh, you'll be able to go back and see what the fuss was about for Battlefront. Uh, I wrote this one down here just because it kind of annoyed me. There's a game that was in here called Another Crab's Treasure, and they made sure to say it's a a, a Souls-like game where mm-hmm. you're like a little mm-hmm. crab going around, like something to do with treasure. I, I don't know, yeah. Brett. Did you feel? I felt like this whole Souls-like thing. They just kind of added that in there to try to be like, oh, we got you. It's a it's a crab Dark Souls game. <laughs> yeah. But I wasn't I wasn't feeling it. That's enough for me to give it a little spin. I've been keeping okay. my eye on this game. I think it's a. I'm into games with really goofy and dumb premises like this. Like you're just a crab looking for a shell the whole game. That's like the plot. And you're sword fighting as a crab. So, yeah, I'll check this out. I'm not expecting much from it, but I'll give it a spin. It's also funny because crabs are some of the most annoying enemies in like any Souls type right. game. Always. Yeah. yeah. Like there's, there's, there's a crab type in every Souls game, and they're always like. A, a point of contention. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm really excited about this game. I, I'm really trying to beat persona this week before rebirth comes out. So I really shouldn't buy this today, but shadow drop of Penny's big breakaway. This is the game that is from the Sonic mania team. It looks so fucking cool it's a classic traditional 3d platformer has a lot of cool swinging type mechanics almost like a yo-yo in there and yeah this is out now on nintendo switch and other platforms as well is anyone else excited about this game anyone else diving in checking it out yes we're gonna check it out right afterwards yeah for sure yeah definitely i love 3d platformers so Mm -hmm. i'm always happy when there's a new one and the sonic mania team sonic mania was so good so i'm very excited to check this out I was trying to decide. I think I might buy this on Steam Deck, actually, because I was oh, thinking about yeah. seeing the colors on the OLED screen. Yeah. And the Sneaky Switch, I'm a, I don't know for sure. I'm assuming that it's 30 FPS. Maybe not, though, but it might be a nice Steam mm-hmm. Deck game. Yeah. Always assume me. the worst. Always the assume the worst running. with the Stinky Switch. That's right. This one is purely for me. Suica Game getting its Nintendo love after its insane sales last year. And that is, it's getting a multiplayer DLC that at, I think it's at launch. It's just local only, but they're going to be adding online. 
this is exciting and I'm not going to complain because I think Suica game is, I don't know, less like $5 or less to buy, but they're adding multiplayer and it is a paid uh, thing to it. And it's, it's kind of annoying just because Suica game has, it's so like this, the feature set of that game is so little, but again, it's so cheap, but it's cool to see them adding and expanding to this game that became a huge, huge hit. So I might need to get that because I think Holly and I would probably have uh, a pretty fun time playing this together, though I am asking to lose if I uh, if I buy <laughs> this game and play against her. So let's see, what do we have else here? We talked about Pentiment. Oh, uh, Rare. They are some of their games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. So the games are RC Pro-Am, Killer Instinct, and this is the Super Nintendo version, Snake Rattle and Roll, Battle Toads, and Battle Maniacs, and Blast Core. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking the only game in this lineup that I've actually played is RC Pro-Am. <laughs> Surprisingly, oh, really? of all these, the, the NES one. But Brad, you mentioned earlier that you were excited or interested in some of these. Is there any mm-hmm. one in particular that you're excited about yeah man killer instinct super fun fighting game really cool i played this a lot back on the super nintendo had the sweet black cartridge really rad and um snake around and roll dude i do like a lot so i can definitely check that out and i don't know if i've played this battle toads game battle and battle maniacs or whatever battle i don't think i ever played it so yeah i'm curious about it i grew it. up on battle maniacs it's uh it was it was an easier battle toads game so oh, okay the one you, you can actually beat like like a normal person <laughs> yeah. dude i always that i feel like that it's the scene where they're on like the the bikes or the whatever it's bikes, like the, with the bikes yeah the, the, only the like bikes the third or second level. No, that's like the third level because then the, the second the first level is like the, the above world beat them up Second level is like when you descend, descend down, and then right away it's a goddamn bikes, and you have to like, yeah. you have to be perfect. It's brutal. The big thing, well, the quote unquote big thing at the end is a new endless ocean game called Endless Ocean Luminous. Before we started the show, I asked you guys if anyone had any connection to Endless Ocean. I barely know anything about it. Micah, you said you had watched a Game Grumps Let's Play on it so you kind of were intrigued by it but what do you think about this i i don't even know what kind of game endless ocean is so well exactly well okay so yeah obviously i'm a huge game grumps fan okay their Mm -hmm. endless ocean gameplays legendary because they're very funny but it's honestly it's a really weird game i like the one that i watch them play the whole thing is that you're looking for this i don't know some sort of amulet that, that I guess your father dropped in the ocean and you're trying to go find it and you're finding some like lost civilization I think you're looking for. This is, and it was just, it's weird and you're also exploring the ocean and it's, I don't know, it's a very, it was a strange game. So seeing this be like the big reveal was funny from that aspect because I'm like, I am have watched hours and hours of Endless Ocean gameplay and I still am not quite sure what the hell's going on. And then seeing this one, they're like, and you can play with up to what, like 30 people. Yeah, 30 and I was players. Like, what? It's so I'm a little in there to like, you know, discover 500 types of fish. And I'm like, is that the whole game discovering the fish? Is there going to be another like hokey story about we're looking for like the moon rock your dad dropped in the water? I don't know. 
But my excitement was primarily hoping that Game Grumps will play this game and I'll just watch them <laughs> play it again. So I'm I'm very happy that a new Endless Ocean is going to exist, but I don't think I'm going to try it. Yeah, so this is coming out May 2nd for $49.99. And as you mentioned, Micah, 30 players uh, that you can... Uh, and I'm reading from a Nintendo Life article once again that says you can meet and greet your fellow explorers on the fly. And Nintendo is including a seven-day trial to Nintendo Switch Online with all purchases of the game. 500 different species of marine life to encounter. Uh, Yeah, so... I don't know, Gene or Brad, this one really caught me off guard just because I'm so unaware of what this game was like. I believe it's for the Wii, right? Yep. Yeah. So either one of you uh, going to be diving into the ocean? Uh, I don't really know a lot about the Wii one. I never played it, so yeah, I don't even understand what the game is. Is it like Africa? You're just taking photos of fish and stuff? Or something like that. I don't know. Is it a Dave the Diver like? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was really know. funny. Thirty. I was definitely players. more excited for the, uh, the 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 announcement of Killer Instinct on on the Super Nintendo. Uh, the, I just wanted to make make sure I mentioned that because I'm gonna play the hell out of that one. Nice. The last thing. I'm getting more love on Nintendo than on the Xbox. Come on, that sucks. That's man. true. Yeah. Yeah. The the last thing to cover here, ironically, wasn't even in the direct that we watched, but in the Japanese version, that's Mother 3 is coming to <laughs> Nintendo Switch Online in Japan. Trolling us. Trolling Dude. us. Dude. The complete troll. And I saw it when the direct came out. Mother 3 was one of the top trends on Twitter, uh, despite the fact this is Japanese only. So to bring us in to talk about this a little bit, let's go to Gary Huss says, hey, punchers. So Mother 3 was announced for Nintendo Switch Online in Japan. Is an official Western translation of Mother 3 one of the last great wishes of Nintendo gamers in the West? People have been wanting it for years. How has this not happened yet? Will it ever happen? I know Dustin has always said there's a reason they haven't gone after the fan translations. But why? Thanks all. So, Gene, is this an indication? Is this should there be any spark of hope? for uh people in the west from mother three i mean it's clear that they, they haven't forgotten it but i i think that i think they're kind of indifferent to us <laughs> out here in the west um i mean look like look at the pokemon company announcing pokemon day at 3 a.m here on the east coast they're not thinking about us they're not they're not thinking about our schedule you know mm -hmm. so yeah so yeah mother three again i just would say if you are interested in mother three uh, go download the fan translation because Nintendo's yeah. not giving it to you and they're not going after these people. And so I don't think they have any intent of yeah. ever bringing it over. But it feels like spite, doesn't it? From Nintendo. It's, it's, it's just Nintendo's like Bloodborne, right? <laughs> it's just like, why are you doing this? Well, it'd be like if they release Bloodborne in Japan only or something like that. It's just like, what are you doing, man? That's even worse. Yeah. yeah. Shit, <laughs> it's just dude. like, what are you doing, man? Like, why are you Can't doing this to Bloodborne people? Bloodborne in Japan only? Holy shit, dude. That would, yeah. Dude, that would piss me off so much. Oh yeah, God. it's insane, man. It's just like, come on, Nintendo. Just throw us a fucking bone. It really feels like out of spite now. Some executive Nintendo is just like, no, no. Fuck Re the West. Reggie. Yeah. The, the last vestiges yeah, of Reggie. 
he's holding a grudge or something. Yeah. 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 Just I imagine- a fan translation. Like Dustin yeah. said. I imagine that I don't know, maybe Nintendo has their own official translation kicking around, but I'm guessing probably not. And so there's a point where they're like, oh, should we we could release this, but we don't have an official translation. Do we want to spend the money to do that? It's like, eh, no. And again, dude, I think I think we talked about this last time we brought up Mother 3 that a lot of people that have played it. Or have said that some of the stuff in it is very uh, un Nintendo. I don't know if it's like mm. it's child abuse or or animal abuse. Something something in there that isn't quite probably in line with something that they want to release. But so keep waiting, keep dreaming, but it's not going to happen. So yeah. another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So there was some other stuff in the Partner Direct, but as I said, these are kind of the big things that we could cover And we will just continue to wait for Nintendo to say really anything else right now. There were rumors last week about an an actual Nintendo Direct that didn't come to fruition. And actually, this is a perfect way to segment into our first news story here where we can talk about some speculation about what Nintendo is doing. So one of the big things was number one according to multiple sources specifically video game chronicle and Eurogamer, along with numerous others nintendo's next console has been internally delayed to 2025 so this is a quote from video game chronicle it says according to sources third-party game companies were recently briefed on an internal delay in nintendo's next-gen launch timing from late 2024 Uh, to early uh, the following year. One publishing source suggested the delay was so that Nintendo could prepare stronger first-party software for the console. It's possible the next-gen Nintendo console will now feature a similar timeline to the Switch, which which was released in March, but announced the previous year. So, some disappointing news for those of us that have been desperately waiting for anything regarding whatever the next Switch is. But it seems like maybe could be for a good situation, primarily being having more software ready to go at launch. So, Micah, we haven't heard from you in a bit. You think about this delay pushing us into 2025, which, by the way, 2025 doesn't sound like a real year to me yet. When I hear it, I'm like, damn, uh, we're dying uh, very quickly. And 2025 <laughs> is just uh, not sh- shouldn't be a real number. But anyway, Micah, how do you feel about this? Oh, yeah, um, I, I'm disappointed for sure, mostly because we've gotten a lot of news over the past few weeks of things that are coming out, you know, the first half of 2024. That's been like Nintendo's focus and sort of like teasing, essentially, that, OK, so like the later half. We're keeping that a surprise. And so we know a lot of stuff that's coming out through summer. And if this 
is going to be the case that now there's not going to be the new switch at the end of the year. And it's like, well, what the hell are we going to have in the second half of the year? Like, it's just a, a real disappointment in that regard because they put so much emphasis on first half of 2024. It's even the direct today said, like, here's what's coming out in these first few months of 2024. So it's like we they kind of made the cutoff at summer with this direct as to what they wanted to talk about and show. And with all that sort of like buildup of like, okay, we're only focusing on the first half of the year. The second half of the year is going to be something exciting, something new. And now it's like, all right, I guess it'll be next year. And then just sort of wondering what are we going to, what's going to happen towards the end of this year? What are we going to have? So no, I'm definitely disappointed. It's not, it's not the news I wanted. That's for sure. I was hoping like, oh, maybe there'd be a leak about the console and it's like, oh, we're going to get like a sneak peek of it. And it's like, no, the intel is that it's not coming out yet. And that's, that's huge bummer. So Neo JD, I meant to read him before I mm. uh, threw this over to you, Micah, just said Poncho's rumor now is no super stinky switch till next year. How are we feeling about this? Gene, how are you feeling about this? A little more time to cook a Nintendo. Yeah, I think there's uh, speculation or rumors that uh, they're actually delaying it to because they want to make sure that they have a good first party lineup. And it's interesting to delay a whole console for for the games, but I think it's because Nintendo has is going to say the complete opposite of what Phil Spencer has been saying for the last few weeks is that ex- exclusive games do sell consoles. And they can say that because their exclusive games do sell consoles. Remember, Breath of the Wild was selling one-to-one with the Nintendo Switch for like the longest time. People were buying the Switch to buy to play uh, Breath of the Wild. Nintendo knows that, that, that their games are good enough to draw people in. You know, um, so if that's the case, then yeah, I, I, I get, you know, if, if that's what it takes to, 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 to make the, the Mario game uh, launch with the Nintendo Switch, dude, come on. You know, it's that's it's going to be a, an immediate hit, uh, uh, a hit, you know, imagine if the Xbox actually did run uh, launch with Halo Infinite, you know, because Halo mm-hmm. Infinite, Infinite did review well at the beginning. And there was there was a good vibes for Halo Infinite for the first few months. That could that, maybe that could have made a difference. Who knows? You know? Yeah. Uh, bringing up Breath of the Wild is is a great point. And it's funny thinking about the Switch because when it launched, it was kind of you had Breath of the Wild, which I mean, don't get me wrong, is is huge. But some of the other launch titles people weren't necessarily so amped about with, you know, one two switch. And there was kind of arms that was early in the mix and Mario Kart uh, as well. But for a while, a lot of people it was like, this is the only game I need is, is Breath of the Wild. So I'm wondering if they're kind of thinking that at the same time. Brad, I think about some of the other launches before that, specifically the Wii U and how the software was just oh, clearly yeah. not ready yet. They had Super Mario Bros. U, but mm-hmm. uh, not really moving the system for a lot of people. So oh. how do you feel about this delay? I, wh- what would you want to see now that they're holding back i feel like the expectations of what they're going to have ready are high yeah so i've been ready for a new switch for like five years so this does hurt me at one at one point but i do think they need a good lineup uh there are so many question marks about switch like micah was saying the second half of the year i do wonder about metroid prime 4 if they're going to hold that for the new switch and maybe launch that or if they will if it will come out this year also uh, you gotta have like a new 3D Mario game or Donkey Kong game. People were saying there's rumors about. You gotta have one. 
And I would really like them to have uh, redone versions of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom updated or whatever. I think you need like two. I mean, obviously, Mario's probably enough to sell the system as it is, but I would like at least two really big first party games right off the bat. So hopefully they can get get that. And then if they do the second part of the year, there's still things they could do. Metroid Prime 2 remastered if they want or three also. The the Wind Waker Twilight Princess thing I've been hoping for forever. Oh Maybe you could God, actually dude. put that out now. So, dude, what if what, what if they actually do that, man? They, they actually break the glass for the Zelda the, the Zelda pack, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. they should, man. Oh, Zelda's they should. Bigger I'll ever be happy. It, it'll totally work. It'll yeah, totally work. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, if it's if they're delaying it to get like Mario or something up to snuff, it's a very wise move. Because uh, Gene, you said like Halo Infinite. I think that's a great example. Yeah, you you want the killer app. You need a killer app. So talking about the rest of this year's perfect transition here, the snack squatch writes in and says, hey, guys, with the switch to internally pushed to 2025, do you think we'll get a couple more ports slash cross gen titles? If so, what do you think we'll see? Fingers crossed for Wind Waker slash Twilight Princess. Thanks for all you do. Yeah. And I was thinking about how this could play out because Really, we have Super Princess Peach or uh, Princess Peach Showtime, whatever. Mm-hmm. We have Wind Waker, or not Wind Waker, what am I saying? Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door coming. Mm-hmm. And after that, it, we kind of don't know. So I wonder if the Luigi's rest of this Mansion? year. Is that coming it, out? Luigi's Mansion 2? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have that yeah. too. But it makes right. Yeah. It's really Peach yeah. Time. That's only it's only Peach main time. new title, which I'm excited right. for. But so I wonder what it looks like as far as if they announce the console and then they kind of are okay with riding out the rest of the year a little more slow, mm-hmm. unless they have some other tricks up their sleeve that they could put out. Um, and I think the biggest question you brought up is Metroid Prime. Uh, whether or not they're going to want to hold that or put it out this year. And one of the interesting things in my talk with Genki, I've mentioned a few times now over on Sacred Symbols Plus, is he was talking about how Metroid, part of the reason why Nintendo, it seems like, doesn't care about Metroid, not only because of sales, but Japan just doesn't care that much Mm -hmm. about, nowhere near as much as we do over here in the West. And so... That kind of could be a good option if it's ready to go. But yeah. thinking about it on Switch 2 would also be ideal uh, as well. Yeah. I wonder if they do like two versions. Like you do four, then you do like they did with Twilight Princess or something essentially like that on both platforms. Maybe one's just delayed. Maybe the Switch 2 one comes out later or something. Right. Uh, Let's read this from Sean Mason, who says, hey, punching up crew with a setback of Switch 2 being postponed to 2025 is disappointing. Prompted me to consider a potential marketing strategy that Nintendo could employ. Given that 2025 marks the 40th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers, what if they leverage this milestone to execute one of the most remarkable first years for a console? Imagine this scenario. The release of Mario 3D Collection Complete Edition as a launch title fix, featuring 64, Sunshine, Galaxy, Galaxy 2, 3D Land, 3D World, and Odyssey, mm. followed by the launch of Mario Kart 9 in May 2025 
a remake of Super Mario Bros. 2 in the Mario Wonder engine, releasing in October 2025, followed followed by an announcement of a new 3D Mario game with a Q1 2026 release date. That would send Nintendo Nintendo fans in a frenzy. But in reality, which of these scenarios do you believe is more likely to materialize best Sean M? Sean, I love you. You got great wishful thinking. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is this is maybe a bit too much. Yeah, Nintendo is generous, but I don't know. I, I don't think they can pull that off, though. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you guys, we'll go around here. What do you think about the marketing plans for this new console launch titles? Kind of however you want to take it. Micah, Sean brings up Mario Kart 9. I think that could be that could be a big one. What do you yeah, think? I I. Because, yes, Sean, his wishful thinking, one of his absolute best qualities. This, though, to me, is is a bit too far. I think this is Nintendo doesn't want us to be this happy. OK, that this is too much <laughs> to put 64 Sunshine, the Galaxy games all together. Would it be an amazing idea? Absolutely. Will they do it? No. Um, but yeah, Mario Kart 9. Yeah, I've, I've never heard anything so, like, said so perfectly. Nintendo <laughs> Nintendo doesn't need us that happy, which is so true. Because if Nintendo fans are super happy, then then they're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know. No. Where's the shortage? Where's the scarcity? That's a perfect way to describe Nintendo's business strategy. (laughs) So yeah, uh, I would say though, Mario Kart Nine. It needs to be out next year. Would be perfect to be a launch title. I myself have been just perpetually annoyed by it. It's like, it's wave 57. We have 10 more characters, a thousand more tracks. And I'm like, good Lord, make a new game at this point. Like, how is it still Mario Kart 8? Like, what is happening here? So that's a must for me because I'm just annoyed by it. Mario Kart 8 just still being around. I can't take it anymore. Um <laughs> But capitalizing on the anniversary, fantastic idea. Uh, what was the thing recently, though, that it was like somebody there was some franchise that like had a birthday and all they said was like, it's their birthday. And it's like they didn't do anything with it. And and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can't oh, remember. Was it the mother? It was like Metroid. They it, didn't much it, for either. Yeah, because it was just like, oh, it's the end of it. People are like, really excited about it. And it's like, you know. I don't even know if they gave you like a wallpaper available like in the Platinum <laughs> Point store or anything like it's just one of those you'd expect them to do something huge. You'd Konami did that for Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. They're like, hey, it's the happy, happy anniversary to Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. We have nothing else to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have and nothing to offer. We have made nothing on this. Yeah. It's been it's been that long. <laughs> That's half of what I'll expect from Nintendo. It would be stupid to not do anything for the 40th. Stupid. But I just have a little faith. They'll do something, but it'll it might be like their new Mario calendar available for 1000 platinum points. You know, it'll be something like that. Yeah. But no, I I don't know how much faith to put in what I expect from the launch lineup, but I do agree with Sean that they have to capitalize on the year of Mario somehow, especially with still the perpetual popularity from the Mario movie and all that. I still see people constantly talking about Jack Black and in regards to his portrayal in the movie. So like this, this thing isn't going away and it's still very popular with the youth, the children. So I think they have to capitalize on that early next year if that's when the console is coming out. 
and we'll see what they do. Who knows? Maybe I can spend my platinum points and get some sort of Luigi wallpaper. Mm. You know, I'm sure they'll give us some something grand like that. Brad, I know you're a big Donkey Kong fan. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. something we've speculated on this show is that we have the the Mario movie, which has, of course, Donkey Kong in it prominently. We have the Donkey Kong section of the Nintendo Park. What if this launch title is a Mario game? Yes, but also a Donkey Kong game. And that would be kind of an interesting way to celebrate this anniversary where maybe not. I know the the anniversary is for Super Mario Brothers, but Mario was born uh, right alongside Donkey Kong. Yeah. What do you think about that, man? Yeah, uh, I would love that. You know, Donkey Kong and Mario teaming up is that sounds really jolly to me. I really want it to be a 3D game, though. I think Donkey um, Kong's a, a 3D make, Donkey Kong game would be crazy. It needs like he needs a good 3D game, like a really mm-hmm. good 3D game. Mm-hmm. And if it's like the Odyssey team that's doing it, mm-hmm. that's going to be Dude. incredible. Oh my so, god! Yes. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I feel like the writing is on the wall for that, but we'll have to see. Uh, Gene, any thoughts about? How hard does Nintendo need to go with this launch? Because the the one thing I've been thinking is that you have the Switch, which has insane install base across the board. You know, one of the best selling consoles of all time now at this point. And so I, in one sense, think that they're looking at this and like, man, we're going to be competing with ourselves at this launch because we have to convince people that moving over is worthwhile so some of this like delaying until we have the software makes a lot of sense with sense to me so how far do you think they're gonna go yeah no i i agree with you that i think they're like well well if if you gotta wait then we might as well try to beat the ps2 you know um, while we're at it you know um and squeeze out as many sales as we can you know they still haven't dropped the price on the switch (laughs) they still haven't they still haven't pulled that trigger you know um and once they do it's, it's gonna start selling more um uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, you, you never know with Nintendo. Uh, that the, they're they're always uh, it, and it's been so long since we've had a console launch. So, you know, I, I feel like any any kind of uh, wisdom that that you might have right now is it would be completely different because a lot of people didn't expect the Switch uh, to be successful back then too, and for good reason. You know, I I, I think I think it was it, it's not unreasonable to think that the Switch had an uphill battle to climb. It just happened to climb it over really really easily because, you know, again. They had Breath of the Wild, man. You know, mm-hmm. everyone needed to play Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. was that good. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's an it's interesting. Game to sell it. It, it. That's why. It's, it's, that's why Phil sounds crazy when he says that console games <laughs> they can't exclusive because he's like, you don't know that reality. That's why. You know, you mm-hmm. can't say that that because you because you have no. You know, I, I sound like Colin now. The going after Phil, but it's like you, you can't say that because you have no experience. With with selling you Halo, I guess you know it's too bad, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's been a long time for them. Yeah, it's been over. That, it's been over two decades since you were able to figure figure that out. You know, like I guess I guess Halo Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. That's what I bought the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty for. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. you've been screwing up Halo for for longer than Halo was good. So <laughs> I have not thought about it that way, but that's, yeah. that is definitely true. <laughs> Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Halo has been worse than has been, Halo has been more, more bad than it's been good now at this at this point in time. You know, yeah. 
So we will continue, of course, as always, for what will be a few months until we, we know more about what actually is going on with Switch 2. But we'll continue uh, to cover and speculate here on the show. But do have a few quickies to get into. I'll just read these both at once and then actually have a question that I put at the end, but I'm going to read now. The two quickies are Pokemon Presents is coming February 27th. So uh, about a week from the time that we're recording. So we'll be able to talk about that on the next episode. And in addition, this was exciting for me. There are new episodes of Pokemon Concierge in production. That's the Netflix show mm. that is stop motion animated. It's so cute and fun. I highly recommend it. It's so short, though. I think mm. it's four three or four episodes that might be 10 minutes each, but nice. Okay. Yeah. I was excited to see more of those and I highly recommend it if you have Netflix. Okay. But Brad, you're here as our special guest this week and I know you Mm -hmm. have strong feelings about Pokemon. So I want to read this question from Jose (laughs) says greeting, punching pioneers with a Pokemon direct occurring next week. I couldn't help but be concerned as an eternally jaded Pokemon fan. I have played every generation of Pokemon, so I could be considered part of the problem since I keep buying them in both versions of each entry. And I should have exited the franchise long after I turned 18, but alas, I have remained. Since Pokemon is jointly owned by Nintendo, Game Freak, and the Pokemon Company, do we have any hope that their upcoming games will return to a high quality like they used to be? Keep up the good work. Brad, I think it was on Easy Allies. I've heard a few few rants from you mm-hmm. about Pokemon. So mm-hmm. Pokemon presents next week and who knows new game, something I'm sure. How do you feel about uh, the state of Pokemon? So um, I've, I, I'll just give you everyone need the context of the history of Pokemon for me. Red and blue loved it. Played yellow. Good. Just didn't finish it. Uh, took a break. Didn't play gold silver, which I heard are awesome. Came back for Diamond and Pearl. Played Pearl. Kind of got bored with it. Very easy. I get it, it's Pokemon, but I just kind of got bored. Took huge break. Came back for Sword and Shield. Uh, Shield kind of sucked, so I bounced off it. Played Violet. I liked the ideas of Violet. I liked where they're going with it. But obviously the game ran like shit, and it was kind of embarrassing how bad that was in a lot of ways. So I think Pokemon has so much potential, and it frustrates me because of the potential and how much money they make. I just really want them to take their time with the game and not put one out like every year or every two years, like really like take three or four years to make a Pokemon game. So when it comes out, it runs great. Like we need that. I know this gets thrown around that breath, the wild moment for Pokemon, where it's just like, you're actually in this world, you're exploring it and it feels great. It runs good. That's what I need. Dustin. I'm always hoping for that. So hopefully we'll get, on the next hardware or something, an amazing Pokemon game. But out of this Pokemon Direct that's coming out, I really just want the old games on the Switch service, like the Game Boy games, like Red, Blue, Yellow. I really want Gold and Silver because I'd actually play through those because I never played through them and I heard they're great, so I would love to do that. But uh, yeah, Pokemon frustrates me because it's so cool, but also so underwhelming at the same time by their own fault. There's just so much potential and they never capitalize on it yeah well that's the funny thing is the thing i remember with with pokemon is just that it it reminds me in a way of call of duty in that it's this machine 
that yeah, operates and and we think about the games and for us that's that's the core aspect but pokemon as a as an ip i mean you think about the cards the anime the merchandise all of these different things that it's like all these things need to be in synergy together and i think that mm-hmm. that's the main problem with game freak is that they're they're part of this machine that must yeah. keep going and so you almost hope that and i guess i've felt this way for a long long time is that when a generational change happens it's like okay this is this is the time that they can really change things up and mm-hmm. then it just doesn't or if it it does change and then other problems happen i think that's specifically with the switch right yeah. now gene i wanted to ask you about this because there's been so many conversations about power world and one of the common things i see is people saying like see see pokemon company this is what we want we want open world pokemon game we want new things and i see this kind of this thought of something like power world will cause pokemon to change and react and what do you think about this it sounds a little silly to me well well whatever we see next week is definitely not going to be a reaction to power world because whatever they whatever they they have there is going to be cooked up way before power world um, but I do agree with the sentiment that Power World does offer something. Have I talked? I haven't really talked about Power World on on LSM at all, huh? No, I don't you think talked so. about it on um, Summit Sign. I think. Oh, on Summit Sign. Yeah, Summit yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess probably to reiterate, like I think Power World offers an interaction with your pals that you don't really get with your Pokemon. You know, so I so I was playing Power World and I was really hooked on Power World for a while. I'm not playing anymore. Who cares, right? But. While I was playing Power World, I, I booted up Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which, to, to, despite running like absolute garbage, objectively garbage, and I, I don't blame anyone for not playing them because they actually do hurt my my head playing them. Like I don't say I, I'm totally fine with bad frame rates, but for some reason Scarlet and Violet is bad enough that it actually is physically painful to pay to play. I get that, but I did boot boot up Scarlet and Violet and. Uh, one thing that was fascinating to me when I when I started playing Scarlet and Violet is, dude, I am fighting all the time in Pokemon. Um, and that is all I do with my Pokemon is I am grabbing them and I'm throwing them to other Pokemon. And I go fight, fight, fight. And I heal them. And then, and then five minutes later, or not, not even five minutes later, it's like seconds later, I'm fighting, fighting, fighting. Whereas in Power World, I go back to Power World and I'm, gonna, I'm not, they're not fighting at all. All they're doing is, is, is making stuff and cooking and sleeping and hanging out in the sauna and making assault rifles. Uh, but they're not fighting. There's no, there's actually no violence at all happening with, with, with the gameplay of Power World. What I'm doing is I'm letting them like be, be pals and, and, and do what they need to do. And I can go up to them and give them high fives or I can cuddle them or I can feed them or I can, I can cut them up and eat them myself. But there's like a real tactile like interaction with the, with, with these monsters that you just don't get in Pokemon. And I, I think that's, I think what, what, what a lot of people are wondering. So like we played Breath of the Wild and I think everyone, every Pokemon fan who played Breath of the Wild was like, God, imagine a Pokemon game that looked look like this. So Power World was like, fuck it. Why don't we just try and try to make that? And then they kind of did. And then, and then, and then look at the results. Um, so I would hope that Pokemon would see that and ho- hopefully someday, some like, like Brad said, five years, take some, take some goddamn time, you know, really, really cook this thing and, and, and give us the Pokemon game that we've always wanted. 
I think we just need one. That's it. You know? Yeah. It makes me wonder about Pokemon in an era now where you have, like you've been saying, Power World Gene, but also the, I guess the idea of Pokemon becoming more like Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. And I guess that that would betray certain Pokemon fans. Yeah, that, because Pokemon is always about the competition and you you always got to be the best, you know, which is a little weird and very like capitalistic or and when you think about it, right? You got to mm-hmm. beat everyone else. You, no one, not even your best friend will stop you, you know? Mm-hmm. Your friends can't stop you from being the best, you know? Whereas in Power World, it's like, yeah, you're just chilling and you're, you're, you're building this community. So yeah. they, they definitely need to, to marry, so you're absolutely right, they definitely need to marry some kind of Animal Crossing like life style vibe to Pokemon. And then they're trying to do that with like Pokemon Home and they look at how cute Pokemon Concierge is. And then you got the main Pokemon games and it's like, it really is like Call of Duty. It's just violence, violence, violence the whole time. It looks really funny. Micah, what would get you into a Pokemon game in the year of our Lord 2024 or maybe 25, depending on when the next one comes out? Honestly, I don't know because Part of it is that, and I I think we all have games that we love despite the fact that they maybe seem stale. Uh, you know, the Call of Duty model of making slight changes, but we want the core gameplay to be the same, essentially. So it's like other people may say, oh, I don't want to play that. It's the same thing every year. But, you know, the people who are into it are into it. For me, that's the problem with Pokemon is that I wasn't crazy about the games in the first place when I tried them like on 3DS. And then seeing that it's, well, more of the same, I was always of the mind that, well, I don't really, I didn't really like it. So I don't think I want more of it. And then the bigger problem being not only is it a very similar game each time, but then the quality took a dip. And that was a huge problem of like, it's one thing if your gameplay model is a little stale, it's different if the game's actually actively bad. You know, that's a completely different thing as if the game doesn't play well, if it has performance issues. So I think what I'd need to see would definitely be for the core audience to be happy again, for people to be really stoked on the next game and tell me that, you know, it's high quality, that it's fun. I also, I mean, I have to admit that the new Pokemon are just weird. Like I'm familiar with Pokemon from when I was a child, but when you have the one that's like a pile of whipped cream or whatever, like I just am like, this isn't a Pokemon. It's weird. And that's kind of how I feel at this point is I think they've run out of ideas. And I don't know if there's I don't know what would get me into it besides just seeing people be really excited about it. And then me saying, okay, maybe I got a little bit of FOMO. Maybe I'll try it out. But they're just so strange that these new Pokemon where it's like it's a microphone. I don't even know if that's a real one. I'm just making that up. But like (laughs) there probably is. There probably is one that's like a Blue Yeti microphone that's come to life, essentially. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I if I saw somebody like Gene tell me, "Oh, this new this new one's awesome. You got to try it." Then I probably would. But if I continue to see the same response from like the core audience who like adores Pokemon games, I am going to keep leaving it alone. Yeah, even as much as I like Scarlet and Violet, I'm I'm still not going to be like, "Yeah, this no, this is the one." <laughs> like, no, no, it's not. It's it still isn't. <laughs> It, it this is a beautiful world and it's fun it's actually, it's actually fun to explore so there's that so. so we'll have to see as i mentioned earlier pokemon presents february 27th and we'll be talking about hopefully anything new and interesting uh, on the next episode 
Guys, let's get into what we've been playing. Uh, Micah, let's go to let's go to you first. What's going on for you? Yeah, so I am still working on Persona 3 Portable, but but I think I'm finally at the end now. What, I'm not going to spoil What day are you anything. on? Because I'm curious if we're close to around the same time. I am in late November, I believe. I we, was just playing last night, and dates are like my worst thing to remember. So I'm I am sure also I'm in November, November, but on the, the remake. Aha. So here's the thing, and like I'm not going to say any spoilers, but the classic jrpg formula of you just don't know am i really at the end and i'm worried i'm maybe i just just that feeling of like okay i think we're at the end psych so i'm waiting to be tricked essentially i'm just i'm just waiting to find out that like oh there's 50 more hours and i'm probably gonna dip at that point i've been struggling a bit to to play games lately this is why i'm still playing persona 3 i've been a bit depressed i'm fine i don't want anyone to think that there's something wrong it's just that. But so this general loss of interest in my hobbies uh, it hasn't been gelling well with playing such a long game. And Brad, I got to tell you, when I was on Summon Sign mm-hmm. and you had mentioned how um, like laborious uh, Tartarus gets. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, oh, I hope not. I'm really enjoying it. I got to that point where yeah. I just started to fucking hate it. Oh, yeah. And so mm. I just found myself just not wanting to play this this game mm. but also refusing to bump down the difficulty because i said <laughs> i could just play it on easy and just get it over with but i refuse but uh, so right now I'm, i think i'm finally approaching the end of the game if this turns out to be some sort of fake out though i think i'm just gonna just gonna dip because mm. I, it's gonna get to the point where i feel like i've seen enough and i don't think i need to play anymore you know because i just mm-hmm. get to a point with some games where it's just no longer enjoyable you know, as of right now, I'm still invested in the story. I really want to know what happens next. But the gameplay has gotten very tiring at this point. And I, all I want to do is hang out with my friends and go to the mall. And I don't want to go to Tartarus anymore. I don't want to do that. I just want to go do karaoke when I have a girlfriend. All right. Like everything's going great. But I don't want to do that other half anymore. Who, so, who'd you pick? As a girlfriend? I picked Yuko, Yuko. Uh, the swim team manager. Yeah. As soon as I met her, I was like this she's just so fun so i but that happened like a long time ago and so we i maxed out that social link now i don't have to hang out with her anymore frees up a whole bunch of time right that's the secret that's how real social links real fast real relationships you you lock her in and then you can just ignore (laughs) after that it's perfect it literally the best thing about persona is when it's like you cannot become closer to this person you want to hang out anyways it's like nope now i'm done all right i don't have to see you ever again but (laughs) Yeah, that's so the ideal relationship. I'm, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I am hopefully almost done with this game. Um, I'm still playing the Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe on the side Ooh, as well. Oh, just nice. doing a level here and there. Nice. It's adorable, super cute, and fun. I just do a level every mm-hmm. now and then. I'm not trying to just get that game over with. It's a delight and a really great uh, break in the pattern from playing Persona 3 for hours at a time. So uh, hopefully... The next time you see me, I will not be playing Persona 3 anymore, either because I threw it away or because I actually beat it. But we're, we're going to be done with it soon. <laughs> well, I'll piggyback off of your Persona talk here, which I am playing the, the remake uh, Persona 3 Reload. Mm. Talked about it last week and on different shows, so I won't talk about it too much. But Could you tell me real quick the difference between Reload and the Portable, though? 
Portable? Other, other than it's a whole remake? It's a whole remake then, right? It yes, is a whole remake. Yeah. And the portable version is more visual novel focused because okay. it was designed for the PSP. Sure. So when you go to different areas, it's just kind of static backgrounds and okay. stuff like that. Um, but okay. And Reload is like a full on new Persona yeah. game. Okay. Yeah. And okay. it incorporates a lot of the Persona 5 mechanics mm-hmm. into That's very uh, attractive. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's play, amazing. Play Reload. Yeah, yeah, reload is awesome. Yeah, I'm having okay. a great time. It does suffer from some of the the standard persona things where there's certain people that I just don't want to hang out with ever. Like there's this guy on the track team and his whole story. I, I'm not going to say the spoilers, but like his whole thing is about his his knee hurts. He's got a knee injury. And so over the course of 10 times hanging out with him, all he does is bitch about his fucking knee. I'm like, bro, I don't care about your knee. And then it's like, oh, hang out with the guy from the art club who has a mean dad. Uh, I just don't. Some of these dude, some of the social links are just filler purely. But what's yeah. interesting, though, is one of the ones that people hate is actually one that I kind of liked. There's this real chubby kid that refers to himself as the gourmet king. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and his is really silly because he has like this this cult aspect to him. I'm like, dude, uh, gourmet king is my boy. I, I think this guy's awesome. I'd way rather hang out with him than, you know, dude complaining about his knee constantly. So. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm getting kind of nervous as I get towards the end of the game because I've been using a guide that will help me prioritize which people to hang out with, but I'm not doing the on this day, do this. And on this day, do that. So there is still a lot of strategy where I'm thinking about it. But as I get towards the end of the game, I'm, I'm starting to sweat a little bit just because I really want to do all the social links. Uh, but I don't know if I'm going to have enough time. You're turning into Colin, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm halfway there, but I don't yeah. think I could ever do the day by day guide because what's the point of playing it at mm-hmm. that point? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, for true. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully by the next episode, I will also be done with this game, especially because Rebirth is coming out. Mm-hmm. And then this one perfect way to seg- segue to uh, Brad and Gene is Helldivers 2. Been yeah. playing a lot of that. And man, we've played this game. Brad, you and I have played this. Yeah, Almost every like, day, every other day, when we can, yeah. we we can get into the can. servers. And man, I'm we're having a great time. Uh, yeah, we've played all, over twenty hours already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like twenty six hours for me. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're having a fantastic time. Just nice to hop into a game with the boys, yeah. with it has uh, absolute chaos all yeah, was, the uh, time. Was it, it was either hopping with you guys too a couple yeah, nights yeah, ago. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was so fun, dude. We got to do it again. Yeah, for sure, yeah, man. Soon. But uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll throw this over to you, Brad. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned Helldivers, too. So if you want to mention anything there or whatever you want. Uh, just quickly, Helldivers, too. Great, chaotic fun. Like we were saying when we were all playing together. Definitely the Left 4 Dead vibes going on there. Lost Planet 2. Mm-hmm. Like throwing a little EDF. Just a good time with the boys, your friends, whoever you're playing with. You're going to have a great time if you got some pals to play with. Even Colin's playing online right now. So it's surprising yeah that's how that's that that's how you know this is different if call yeah. is playing an online game and oh, randoms 
it's yeah. so weird like what the having the server issues periodically mm-hmm. and yeah. watching him be like i just want to play the game and i laughed because i was like this is just weird because in our relationship you have never played an online game like mm-hmm. my previous mm-hmm. relationships we played online games a lot together because mm-hmm. i'm a big multiplayer person and i said this is just the weirdest timeline that you're mm-hmm. playing an online game mm-hmm. and you're frustrated about the servers or like you know, the host disconnected and i'm like this just all feels wrong that's weird none yeah. of this none of this is correct for mm-hmm. colin it's it's like he's been replaced and overnight <laughs> with some different some different clone version Mr. of himself. Different man. <laughs> yeah, this is the changeling. I'm Angelina Jolie. So my husband's been replaced with some sort of changeling man. I, I don't know where the real back. Colin went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've also been playing Persona 3 Reload on the side. I'm much further back than you guys. I'm like 20 hours in. I think I'm in the end of July or something. Just did like the summer break stuff. I'm a little past that. Uh, really good, really fun. Tartarus sucks still, but not nearly as bad as it did in the original. So that's good. And um, yeah, dude, the 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 running track guy. I just leave that guy in red all the time. I like oh, never yeah. respond mm. to that guy. I'm like, yeah, you're a fucking bummer to be around, dude. Mm. I'm gonna hang out with this old couple at the bookstore, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that was the him. first one I maxed out. Was the old couple? I was like, yeah, these guys rule, dude. Yeah, the old couple is cool. And then there's like the the guy that's in student council that has mm-hmm. like a, a god complex, like going yeah, around dude. trying to enforce. I watched him get punched, rules. and it's hilarious. Yeah, good <laughs> shit, good shit. And um, I also yesterday, dude, I was just bored on stream and fired up Super Mario sixty four, just to play one of the greatest games ever made. And boy, does that game still hold up. Mm-hmm. Still feels really good, really great level design, fantastic music. Play it. It's so good. If you have not played Mario 64, you got to sort your life out and play that shit right now. Dude, play it and, and realize how, like how 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 perfectly Nintendo nailed 3D movement like like from For like, like day their one. their first thing, yeah. <laughs> the first day, dude. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it's insane. Like, especially when you play uh, the, the Tomb Raider uh, remaster collection uh, uh, right next mm-hmm. to Mario. And it's like, holy shit, dude. Like, Lara, the way they thought Lara Croft should move and, and the way Mario moves is like night and day, you know? Yeah. And uh, just briefly, me and Dustin have been playing on and off um, Elden Ring seamless co-op. And that's been a lot of fun going through that game with Dustin. Just mm. like breaking the game, just us two together the entire time has been tons of fun. And they throw in those like weird mechanics to us in that mod where it's like if one if you die, you like get some rot or whatever. You lose some. Yeah, stats. the Sekiro mechanic. Yeah, yeah that's like weird. The dragon rot to keep you from like cheesing too, too much. But yeah, it's just been really fun playing it in that way. And uh, yeah, that's it for now. Yeah. So, uh, Gene, what about you? When does this episode come out today? Wednesday? It'll come out today on Patreon, yes. Okay, so there's a game I, can't, I still can't talk about. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is very, very obvious, and you're going to find out very, very soon what game it is. Uh, but sadly, I can't talk about it. You'll find out very soon what I think about it. Um, and then uh, Helldivers 2. And uh, I, I did try playing the original Final Fantasy VII, actually, because uh, I really oh, wanted okay. to, to kind of, uh, uh, you know, just revisit uh, uh, mm-hmm. and, and brush up on, on, the, on the original story. And uh, so I've been playing on the, the Nintendo Switch version. Uh, I actually bought the European cart and have it in a physical. So I've been playing oh, on nice. that one. Um, and it's been fun. Uh, to me, that game still kind of holds up. Uh, it's just hard to, to, to remember like where, where to go and what to do, um, especially if you don't know what to do. Like, 
like imagine like trying to figure out like what to do in a wall market by yourself, you know, um, <laughs> they, they, they don't really tell you what to do or anything that you just have to walk around and talk to every single person and figured it out. But it's very, it's a very classic RPG in that, in that regard. So I've been having fun with that. Um, I actually also got a code for RZ um, by Limited Run Games. Um, if you don't know, RZ is a game actually made by the Digital Foundry guys. Um, John Lindemann actually did the, uh, the, the level design. But it is a, a del- deliberate a tribute and homage to the old Zelda CDI games. Uh, Zelda oh. 1, Gamelon, and, 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 and whatever. Actually, no, I think one of the gamble is actually the, the, the top down view. But the, you know, when I mentioned mm-hmm. the Zelda CDI game, you're, if you know what I'm talking about, you already have an image in your head. And so, so I've been trying that on the Switch, actually, too. Um, definitely trying that, especially since Helldivers 2. Can't seem to get his shit together, you know. Um, I've been trying to play Helldivers 2, and it just, it just won't. Uh, you, you guys have been playing for, for the last week. I've been, I've been, I've been, you know, in Vegas, so mm. so I definitely wanted to give it a shot again. And yeah, loser, more, loser in more. Vegas, talking and loser. hanging out with people, you know, having fun. The boys are at home alone, but but <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I got, got got to hang out with Doug Bowser, my my boy Doug Bowser, president oh, nice. of Nintendo of America. So <laughs> he was actually the only executive out of the uh, out of the three big platforms. Phil Spencer usually goes to Dice, but he was not there this time because I think he had to. It's too busy putting out fires. Yeah, right he, he had a podcast to do. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. He had a business to update. Yeah, that's right. So, guys, let's move in. I've got. Uh, a few final questions to wrap up our show. I guess one of them is just a comment that I really liked from Mercury as 13 says, Hey, puncher uppers. Hope all is well. I wanted to give a shout out to Nintendo's composers over the years. I'm a public accountant currently in audit busy season. And as a way for my team and I, I to de-stress at the end of the day, I've been playing relaxing Nintendo music compilations from YouTube in the audit room. It's definitely helped with the team morale and my manager, a non-gamer, especially loves the Animal Crossing compilations. Thanks for hearing a tired auditor out and keep up the great work. Shout out to the auditors out there and shout out to Nintendo music who, man, uh, does a really great job hitting out of the park. And man, I feel like since uh, I mean, always Nintendo music has been amazing, even since the NES. But I think the moment that I became aware that's like, whoa, this is on another whole whole new level is Mario Galaxy. Oh, I think sure. about that soundtrack all the time. Orchestra. And, uh, the, the first orchestral Mario soundtrack. Yeah. We, we blew the doors out with that mm-hmm. one. That's a soundtrack that went way harder than it needed to. Gussie Garden yeah. Galaxy is like my favorite song, like in, in video yeah. game music, like ever, I think, you know, yeah, like up there with like the Final Fantasy seven, like, like overworld theme, you know, mm-hmm. dude, it's funny. They talk about doing lurk, all this work, uh, listening to Nintendo music. I, when I was at Easy Eyes, I wrote several reviews listening to Animal Crossing music because it was so like just subtle and relaxing that I could focus on what I was writing at the same mm-hmm. time. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Animal Crossing music is so like traumatizing for me though, because that was like early <laughs> pandemic music. That, that, that's the soundtrack to like <laughs> like the, the, the apocalypse, you know. Mm-hmm. So every time I hear do 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 do, I'm just like, oh, fuck, you know. Sweating. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's a fun question from David, who says, 
Hi team, with Princess Peach's second solo game around the corner, what Mario World character do you feel is most deserving of their own game? And what type of game would you want it to be? So, yeah, I know this is, this is a bit of an open-ended question. I feel like all the, all, a lot of them have games already. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I was even thinking like Toad has Treasure, Treasure Tracker. Tracker. Treasure Tracker. Um, Yoshi's got games. Yoshi's got a bunch of them. Mario has his like own games. Several games, I guess. Not his own game, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe a Bowser character action game, you know. Dude, yeah, Musou as yeah. Bowser. You're just cutting down toads. Yeah, that'd be yeah. good. Yeah. I want Boshi. Boshi? Boshi from Mario RPG, game. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Drug dealer looking ass Bo- Yoshi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be a cool game, dude. Micah, do you have any Boshi. any characters? Any no, thoughts? see, what I want is honestly just sequels to what we already have. Like, as mentioned, yeah, the Yoshi games. I adore Yoshi's Woolly World, Crafted mm-hmm. World. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for them to do another one. I'm assuming that'll be on the next Switch. And I really would like a follow-up to Captain Toad Treasure Tracker uh, mm. because it, it was cute and fun. It was hokey because it was on Wii U and there were elements of, like the actual gameplay that I was like, I don't really love it, but I like the concept. I did like that the way that you kind of like rotate the world to like see different aspects of where you're traversing. So I would like to see them return to that for sure. I say I'd want a Waluigi game. And honestly, I think I'd just be like team up with Wario for like a, a really zany Wario where, you know, give me just give, give us another one of those, I guess. But because Waluigi... I, in terms talking about like Nintendo not giving us things out of spite, I completely think that they're not putting him in Smash Brothers out of spite. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know what? We were going to do it, but you asked mm-hmm. for it too many times. Now we just won't. So give me something where Waluigi's the star, I suppose. Maybe maybe it's like Waluigi's hosting the Olympics. All right. And so it's just another it's just another Mario ensemble sports game, but Waluigi's the star of it. Mm -hmm. I just want him to be like front and center. I don't know if he gets his own game because I don't know what he'd be doing, but something like that. Just give him, you know, a a real spotlight in whatever they make next for like the ensemble cast or other sports or whatever. Just put him in smash for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but they're not going to do it, Brad. I know, already, it's just like ridiculous. <laughs> Got I wonder, like 10 Fire Emblem characters in there. Just throw Waluigi in there, man. There's so many Fire crazy. Emblem characters. It's so crazy. It, it's like absolutely nuts. And especially because you could really picture his moveset. Like he's gangly and yeah. like has long limbs. Like it really would be so funny to see him with some of these other characters. It's like totally just a missed opportunity. Like Waluigi and Smash isn't just a joke. Like he'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm a Kirby main. All right. Like this would be a joy, but they, they don't want to do it. They're too afraid of his power. So. Cowards. Yeah, I could imagine like. So so Wario games now are mainly just WarioWare, but like the Waluigi isn't even in WarioWare. He's not. He doesn't exist in that universe. Exactly. And so shoehorn him in. Yeah. Imagine a game that's like the Mario and Luigi games. That's an RPG, but it's Wario and Waluigi mm-hmm. and they're out doing disgusting, despicable things, you know, just going around farting and, on people. Yeah. Farting like, on people, eating garlic, people. just yeah, 
just being a, a couple nasty boys. And I don't know. I think you could do some awesome moves with that too in mm-hmm. an RPG. I think that could be that could yeah, be a recipe for success. Uh, last question here, and I'll be honest, I picked it because I really liked uh, this intro. <laughs> From Zeke the Plumber, who says, (laughs) Brickfist and Dustin, Marvelous Mrs. Moriarty, Big Brad Voodoo Daddy, and Gene Park from the Washington Post. I really liked uh, Big Brad Voodoo Daddy. That was. Yeah, he he writes in on Summon Sign. He does these. He always says Gene from the Washington Post. (laughs) Gene Park from the Washington Post. That's right. All right. I have a confession. Something to get off my chest. I've never played a Smash Bros. game. Is this an unforgivable sin? I've always owned Nintendo consoles, so I'm not totally sure how I managed to miss every single Smash Brothers release. That's but crazy. I guess I've always been more of a Mario Kart person on a scale from one to ten. How irredeemable am I? Mm. Uh, ten. You're trash. I, I don't want to say it because I feel like this is like a <laughs> this is like a fetish thing now. You know? A fetish thing. Yeah, like he might be getting off on on on, on us rating him. You know. Oh yeah, mm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> But, it's an um, interesting way to put it. I'll give it a seven, I guess. So, anyways, I hope that works for you, Seek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, the thing that I was thinking is that is he irredeemable because he could just go out and buy Ultimate. Yeah, just buy yeah, Ultimate, just, dude. Dude, just buy Ultimate. Just check it out, man. You're good. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I uh, I'm so excited. My Sora Amiibo is coming nice. in the mail today. I I bought two of them, so I'm dude. excited to have my boys oh, man, here. I don't think I got one. I do. I was going to buy him, but his face looks kind of scuffed. Oh, like, yeah. Eh, I don't want that shit. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> like a bootleg Sora looking like face. Yeah. Crack Sora. You know, he's he's, yeah. been, he's seen some shit. Yeah. No, it's not even on Amazon. They're like, no. Yeah, it's we, over. We, dude. we don't have this shit at all. Nintendo fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some moron is buying two. One to yeah. open and one to keep in the box. So what a freak. People like that. That's the problem. Mm. But that's it. That's all I've got for punching up this week. We're a little shorter this week, but that's okay. Uh, But yeah, missing Dagan. Hopefully he's having a nice time on Mm -hmm. his vacation. But let's go ahead and go around one last time. Say goodbye to everybody and any closing thoughts. Micah, goodbye. We'll see you next time. Indeed. And I exciting times here in the Moriarty household. Dustin, as you know, I am going to be going car shopping soon. Hell yeah. So the next time you can't see me, I might have an update on that. Might have a new car or might have, you know, put a deposit on one if they don't have the color I want. But uh, I'm I'm excited. This is going to be a big change. I had the same car for six years. So I'm only getting rid of it because I just don't feel safe in it around here. Everybody has these like huge SUVs. I drive a Honda Fit. I adore that car. All right. Uh, I named it Minato, the yellow flash of the leaf. But mm. I just can't. <laughs> I don't feel safe anymore driving around That's here. Crazy. So I don't want a huge car, but I want something slightly bigger. I'm looking at like an Impreza. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited for that. And I'll update you guys soon. Nice. Getting a new car is really fun and exciting. This my current car is a Subaru. And before that, I owned all shitty cars my whole life. My first car was my dad's old Subaru, which was awesome. It was a 98 Subaru Impreza. Cool. It was, uh, it's still, I think it's still my favorite car I've ever owned to this day. And it, oh, it's just nostalgic, you know, but getting yeah. a new car 
is fun. So I wish you the best of luck searching because getting a new car is fun once you have it. But trying to find the car is pain and sucks. Oh, yeah. And also like the dealership, I just submitted the email form just to check if the car was still on their lot. Uh, they promptly called me twice, left two voicemails, started emailing me, sent me a text. It was like, whoa, Nelly, whoa, I just dude. said, do you still have the car on the lot? Mm-hmm. All right. Like, so that is the they're aggressive. There was another one that I reached out to. Same deal. Just, you know, filled out the online form to say, like, is this car still on your lot? And they were like, if you buy this car in the next five days, we'll give you two hundred and fifty dollars off, which is one percent. And I was like, you want me to make a snap decision? to save one percent it's all it's just comical how aggressive they are it's like you're asking me to make a very big purchase within a very short time frame to save not a lot in mm-hmm. comparison of the overall picture so yeah the uh, the aggressiveness of the dealerships is not the fun part of getting a new car yeah it's annoying i uh the one thing i'll say is when they offer you a like protection thing like the not your car insurance but you can get like a, a plan the extended for, warranty yeah the extended warranty Say always say no the first time. Yeah, no, definitely don't need it. Um, like my current car in six years, the only issue I had the AC needed to be recharged. That's it. Yeah. Um, now maybe I'm super lucky, but have like I definitely don't think I need the extended five year warranty. I think the standard three will be fine. I got the five, uh, just because it was used, and because I said no initially, they. Practic. I don't. I don't know if they knocked it down by half. They offered it to me again, way less, and I was like, "Well, oh, okay, all right." So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> always say no at first, but cool. Well, good luck to you, Micah, Gene. Thank you for joining us once again. Good to see you again, and uh, hopefully recovering well and one hundred percent by next episode. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but good to be here. Good to be back. Um, looking forward to talking about a lot about uh. What about different games in the next month or so? so. Yeah, a lot <laughs> yeah. of different games to, ex- to be yeah, very exciting to talk yeah. about. <laughs> Brad, thank you for joining us. Thank you for filling in for Dagan, of course, for our Punching Up exclusive audience. Make sure you go check out Summon Sign, also on Last, Last Stand. That's the show that Brad hosts all about talking about playing games. But Brad, uh, thank you for joining us once again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really happy to be here uh i still can't get over and i love that micah named her car off naruto's dad that's so (laughs) awesome (laughs) so shout out to micah on that one and uh nintendo please deliver in the future don't do another wii u yeah sort it out over yeah sort that shit out all right sort it out nintendo uh i have a name for my car that i've never mentioned on the show and i never refer to my car as this name but when I bought it, I did name him. Very obvious. Him. For a, for a blue car. And uh, his name is Sora. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, it's because Sora I means... haven't done something like that. Sora is Sky. So it's yeah, a yeah, nice yeah. blue car. But uh, it's not like I'm like, hey, Holly, let's let's grab Sora and go to Chipotle. It's not like that. But yeah, I, I don't call my car that in front of people but you guys i felt safe with yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes i say it to bother colin but if i'm driving down the highway and i'm feeling you know fast and agile uh, and then i'll be like yellow flash of the leaf let's go you know but <laughs> otherwise do i tell people this generally no <laughs> yeah yeah uh dustin i'll name my car riku then 
so we can dude excellent i like that that's that'll be nice that's very nice but that's it for punching up thanks everybody for joining us we appreciate it as always you can check out patreon.com slash last media to get early access all that good stuff i mentioned earlier but if you're on free feeds we appreciate you as well make sure to subscribe leave us a comment about uh, the most unhinged thing that was said on the show or whatever uh, we like to hear from you guys it means a lot and we'll be back in a future episode but until then we'll see you next time Punching Up, a Nintendo podcast, is a product of Last Stand Media and Collins Last Stand LLC, and is proudly recorded in the USA. The show is written and produced by me, Dustin Furman. My co-hosts are Gene Park, Dagan Moriarty, and Micah Watson. The show is edited by associate producer Ben Smith. All of Last Stand's theme music is by Ramon Narvaez. Punching Up, along with the rest of Last Stand Media's shows, are fan-funded on Patreon at patreon.com slash laststandmedia. The following names are at the producer level on Patreon, our highest tier, and we're grateful for your kind contributions and generosity to our independent endeavor. Thank you. William Holbert, Ross Marenka, Miguel A. Brewer, Morgan Ashley, Azan, Michael Vecchio, SLV FMA, Daniel D'Amour, Brad Cooley, Jeremy Key, Patrick Leslie, Malachi Wall, Dave Cowell, Donald John Vader, Stephen Innerfield, Iroquois Pliskin, Logan Little George, Vincent Valenzuela, Landon Pipkin, Kyle Johnson, Daniel Beresford, Brian Williamson, Jorge Padua, Vance Cody, Rallo, Mr. Ayub, Casey Raymond, Denny Sniper Teeth, Extian, Magic Marker 215, Ross R. Lowe, Kevin Hawley, Austin Lipka, Paul Warren, Harold Ustash, Will Bill Williams, Nicholas Renaud, Shane Breck, Sean Llewellyn, Michael Mash Potato, Sweaty Magic, Nate Izod, Harkeet Johnny, Ellis, Albion, Josh Sullinger, Jacob Donovan, Dark Archer SC, My Name is Mayo, Jason R. Zahn, Sean Hatfield, Christopher Knock, Grayson Maxwell, Cody Woodall, Sword of Serious Gaming, Mark Arnold, Whiskey Sin, Zia Parrix, Sean Miles, Relentless Rex, Alan Tiniak, Dustin Klingman, Christian R., Jad Rita, Jacob Hancock, Luke Aldersley, Dustin Graff, Zach Cohen, Peyton Stone, Fozzie Bear, Michael Buffel, Dan Root, Asak Parades, Talisman, Christopher Morgan, Randall Holsey, Dio or Die, T-Bone 007, Josh Godfrey, Kalike Zuza, Betty Ann Moriarty, Travis, Ross Chandler, H-Trons, Antonio C, Alan Einer, Jay Getter, Bjorn Campbell, Theo, Jeff Mercado, Gregory Slavinsky, Jordan Gale, Of Fortuna, John Zyle, Boots, Tyler Brown, Megadet, Mr. Moth, Poot, Gavin Newland, Alex Lapierre, Carl Wallace, Saul Balcazar, Raul Melendez, Matt Flowers, Kinnams, Joseph Baker, Kendrick Caius, Jimmy Rodriguez, Rockin' Ace, Dave Alvarez, Will Hernandez, Chris Galvin, Adam Hall, Mason Bichard, Ali Fritz, Anthony Marola, John W. Torres, Saqib Alam, Kyle Hagel, Colin Love, Daryl E. Naaman, Toby Ryland, Stewie 108, Andy Miller, Patrick Montgomery, Richter 86, Derek Wechter, Barrett Boswell, Christopher DeVaio, Chris Morton, Joel Holcomb, Aaron Beck, Johnny Waffles, Roto 24, Jonathan Coates, Logan Sharp, Sean Mason, Josh Gravelick, Jordan Town, Brian Chand, Organic Produce, Carlos Algorit, Mike Menzel, Richard Hebert III, Miranda Grubba, Joosh, Martin Beck, Gavin, Jerome Ferreira, Joey Andrzejczyk, Nathan R., Joe McPartland, Gary Cavallo, Christopher Moore, Jacob Bell, Dennis Usel, Lewin Ray Loper, Jonathan Cortez, John Schultz, Tom Quinn, Anton Kay, Alan Tremblay, Ryan T. Mandel, Pork and Beans, Jean-Francois Forzi, Tony Zuniga, Robbie Hensley, Shane Miller, Alex Cabrera, Corey Dustin, Hugo's Desk, Peter Reynolds, Anthony Vasquez, Adam Kiniston, William O'Carroll, Bo, Jorge Pal, Cannonball Jones, Tomas Sablin, Phil Crone, Throw Seven, Adam Nix, Josh McKinney, Michael Gates, Alex Scott Gates, Ryan Robertson, Sean Chandler, Lockmore, Gio Corsi, Joey Gondoliger, Alex Monez, Gerald Pennington, Justin Payne, Justin Wagaman, Austin Riley, Paul Joyce, Alan Hopkins, Chad Lewis, Enrique Perez, Joshua Smallwood, Shane Rayum, Don Lee, John Cordero, Ashley Carlson, Kyle Martin, Madmock Media, Bowl Burkholtz, and Jonathan Rice.